1: foundations The point is is that when you look at all of the furniture in the tabernacle it's the only source of light. There is no other source of light in the tabernacle. There might have been glowing embers of the incense, but the only light comes from the menorah.
0: Foundations: Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith with Robo Robinson and Mandy Warby. God gave Moses the instructions for the tabernacle and all the furniture and items that were supposed to be in it. One of the major items was the menorah, the seven-branched candelabra that provided light for the interior of the structure. God gave explicit instructions on what it was supposed to look like. And over the next couple of programs, we're going to discover why these instructions were so explicit and so important.
1: I always find it really fascinating, Robbo, when you go through the Old Covenant, particularly like Leviticus and, and, and those books where God is giving all these instructions and it had to be this size, it had to be this shape and it had to have this design and you kind of go, why? Mm. Is just as- God, just have a thing for almonds or something, (laughs) almond blossoms. You just wonder why. Every little tiny thing has significance and importance, and I I find this stuff really fascinating. Now, the menorah, more than any other symbol at all, more than any other, is the symbol for the nation of Israel. Now, today, we would see the Star of David and go, oh, that's the symbol for the people of Israel, but that came many, many, many years later. That is not the ancient or the original or the biblical symbol. Mm. It's the menorah. Yes, you could say it could be the the shofar. It could be a tabernacle. It could be the, the lulav, which is the bouquet of four different species, that is the wave offering during mm-hmm. the Feast of Sukkot. That could even be a symbol of Israel. The Lion of the tribe of Judah is another one. But the primary one from the very beginning to this day is the menorah. Actually, the Star of David is on the Israeli flag, but it's the menorah which is the official symbol of the state of Israel. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it is. So it's very, very important. And God is the one who actually designed the menorah. And he gave incredible instruction to Moses of what it was to look like and how it was to be made.
0: Yeah, well, This is found in Exodus 25 from verse 31. It says, Then you shall make a lampstand of pure gold. The lampstand and its base and its shaft are to be made of hammered work. Its cups, its bulbs and its flowers shall be of one piece with it. Six branches shall go out from its sides, three branches of the lampstand from its one side and three branches of the lampstand from its other side. Three cups shall be shaped like almond blossoms in the one branch, a bulb and a flower, and three cups shaped like almond blossoms in the other branch, a bulb and a flower. So for six branches going out from the lampstand and in the lampstand four cups shaped like almond blossoms, its bulbs and its flowers. A bulb shall be under the first pair of branches coming out of it and bulb under the second pair of branches coming out of it, and bulb under the third pair of branches coming out of it, for the six branches coming out of the lampstand. Their bulbs and their branches shall be of one piece with it, all of it shall be one piece of hammered work of pure gold. Then you shall make its lamps seven in number, and they shall mount its lamps so as to shed light on the space in front of it.
1: Now, it's very convoluted, the way it repeats itself, but basically what it's saying is you've got this lampstand, it's got a main post in the middle, three branches come out on one side, three on the other. There are certain bulbs and cups placed around the top and around the base of each one, and then there is the bulb on the top looks like the almond blossom. Mm. And what's more, it's all made from one piece of gold. Yeah, it
0: would be amazing.
1: It's a very, very significant piece of furniture.
0: And we should note that it's not only talked about in the Old Covenant as well, it is also mentioned in the New Covenant, specifically in the book of Hebrews.
1: As you know, that is my favourite New Covenant book because it's so easy to understand. (laughs) (laughs) It does go on to explain a little bit about the significance of the menorah.
0: This is in Hebrews 8 verses 5 and 6 where it says, "...who serve a copy and shadow of heavenly things, just as Moses was warned by God when he was about to erect the tabernacle." For see, he says, that you make all things according to the pattern which was shown you on the mountain. But now he has ordained a more excellent ministry, by as much as he is also the mediator of a better covenant, which has been enacted on better promises.
1: This is fascinating. Here is, it's kind of like there's something that's been designed on earth, but it's kind of pointing to something else.
0: Mm, That's right, a better thing, you might
1: say. All of Hebrews is about um, how Jesus' priestly ministry is superior Mm. to the priestly ministry of Aaron, who served in the temple. So the temple is... A pattern. scripture is a pattern. Uh, It's a type, a shadow sort of thing. Type or a shadow.
0: So what's the purpose of the lampstand then?
1: The point is is that when you look at all of the furniture in the tabernacle, it's the only source of light. There is no other source of light in the tabernacle. Yes, they burned incense, so there might have been glowing embers of the incense on the, the altar of incense, but the only light comes from the menorah.
0: And of course, as we've said many times in this program, The elements that we see in the tabernacle, so many of the different things that are seen in Scripture, are actually shadows and types of something spiritual.
1: Christ is actually represented in every single element. So you could just cut this whole thing short and say that the menorah is really representative of Christ. But it's actually more than that. Because everything is there as an element or a lesson for the people of God. God had a calling for his people. God is light. We know that. But God had a calling for his people as well.
0: In Isaiah 42, verses 5 and 6, it says, Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and its offspring, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will also hold you by the hand and watch over you and I'll appoint you as a covenant to the people as a light to the nations.
1: So what were the people of God the Jewish people called to do, to be a light to Mm. the nations? And what was the light that they were supposed to be presenting to the nations?
0: In a word, I'd say God.
1: The Jewish people were privileged to understand that there was one God, one God only, Elohim, and their job was to... Be a light to the nations so that the nations would see the light. Mm, Who is the light? God is the light. They would see him and come out of the darkness of polytheism and deceit and false religion and idols and statues made of gold and silver and wood and stone that they were bound down to that were lifeless, that were nothing. Bring them out of that darkness so they could see the light of God, literally.
0: And of course, it wasn't that they were extra special as a people. But it was just that God chose them. He just said, you're the people that are going to be the representatives of
1: my light. Absolutely. That was their calling.
0: And of course, in Matthew 5, when Jesus walked the earth, he came as the light. We've talked about that many times. But in verses 13 to 16 of Matthew 5, Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You're the light of the world. A city set on a hill can't be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket. But on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven.
1: Now what's really interesting is that the light is a witness to and for and about God. This is the whole point. The light is, okay, it's a practical thing in a tabernacle or a temple. It's going to give light so the priest can see what they're doing. But we're going to actually look at all the different elements that make up the menorah, and it's really f- fantastic. But I just want to finish this program with this. In John eight twelve, then Jesus again spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world, and he who follows me won't walk in darkness, but will have the light of life.
0: That's one of a couple of scriptures that we've quoted in this program that talk about light. But there are so many more throughout scripture that gives us the understanding of the spiritual significance of light.
1: We know that God is light. We know Jesus is light. We know that the people of God were called to be a light to the nation so that they would see the light and the truth of God. And we are now all those who follow Jesus. And he was talking to a Jewish audience at the time. He's talking about you're the light. Okay, so there's lots and lots of light going on here and it's very interesting conversation that Jesus had with the religious leaders because when he when he was saying this, he was standing in the temple near the treasury, he would have been very, very close to the menorah, which had to burn 24 hours a day. But well, we're
0: going to continue studying the menorah on foundations next time. The significance of this lampstand that God said would stand in the temple.